Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Johnny Mays. Thank you for tuning in. Today I'm in 1 John, the fourth chapter, the first epistle of John, chapter 4, beginning at verse number 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Beautiful passage of scripture. And a reminder of a little chorus that Bill Gaither wrote many years ago. Loving God, loving each other, making music with my friends. Loving God, loving each other, so the story never ends. You know, the story of God is a story of love, isn't it? And the Apostle John loved to write about love. In fact, he was known as the Apostle of Love. And when he was writing his gospel, he did not want to use his own name So he referred to himself as the disciple who Jesus loved. It must have been obvious that John had a special relationship with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I think that is a great name. How about you? Wouldn't we all of us want to be known as the disciples who Jesus loved? I surely would. Well, it surely is true. Jesus does love you. He really does. In fact, the Apostle John was fond of the word love. In the first, in the five chapters of this first epistle of John, he uses the word love 40 times. 40 times. Absolutely. In fact, someone said if you boiled the Christian faith down to one word, that one word would be love. Amen. In fact, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, he said, Now abides faith, hope, and charity, in other words, love, but the greatest of these is love. In our passage today that I'm looking at, John is dramatically demonstrating for us the relationship of God's love for us and our love for God and also our love for one another our love for one another. In fact, this passage takes up the argument of God's heart uh, in chapter 4, verse 7 through 8 that I just read. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
See, God is not just a loving God. God is love, my friends. God is love. And all that we know about love is rooted in the character and the nature of the Almighty God. God is the origin of love. Love began with Him. Because God is love, and love is of God. And love that we know comes from God. God is the one that teaches us how to love one another. I was just sharing that yesterday. We learn to love as the Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our heart God's love. So the very definition of God is love. God is love. Amen? And God's love is God himself. It's just so powerful. It's so intertwined. There's no way to separate them. No way to separate them. Not at all. And the work of the Holy Spirit's purpose is to bring home to us this wonderful truth. Amen. And then we are reminded that when we love one another, we are walking in the light of God. 1 John chapter 2, verse 9-10 through 10 says, He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. And he who loves his brother abides in the light and there's no cause for stumbling in him. You see, if you love and you love with God's love, you're walking in the light of God. You see, God, who is the originator of love and the orchestrator of love, he teaches us love, how to love one another. And he does so by placing that love into our hearts. And he reminds us through the writings of John that when we love one another, we are walking in the light. When we love one another, we're walking in the life of God. John chapter 3, verse 14 through 15, it says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now, you have to be very careful here. Amen. Because John is saying the way we respond to the love of God and to loving others is a testimony to the fact that we are walking in the life of God and he talks here about eternal life. If you are a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian, if you're adhering to and trusting in and relying upon the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and your, and your guarantee for eternal life, and heaven beyond this world, you must and you will demonstrate the love of God to one another. It, it can't be helped, my friend. Because if you are a Christian, you will love in a manner that God loves. In a manner that God loves. What did it say back in 1 John 4, 7? Let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if we keep going back over those verses, we understand that it's a matter of light and darkness. If you're loving, you're walking in the light. If you're not loving, you're walking in darkness. 
Loving one another is not only a matter of life and dark, light and darkness, it's a matter of life and death. Loving one another is a matter of love and hate. So John is saying that if we really understand, if we really understand the definition of love, that God is love, and we claim to belong to God, if we derive our source from him, then we cannot be anything other than people who love and express the love of God. That's exactly what, how it works. Exactly how it works. John teaches that because we are related to God, because we are God's children, then we're going to do what God does. God loves, and because we are his children, we love also. See, we are to be a loving people. That's the trademark of a child of God. Let us love one another. Let us love one another. We ought to love one another in verse 11. We ought to love one another. But now he's going to show us in these verses that God demonstrates his love toward us. See, love is not love until it's given away, until it's demonstrated. Until then, it's nothing more than empty words. It says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, In this was manifested, see that word manifested? In this was manifested the love of God toward us. How was it manifested? God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the covering for our sins. 1 John 3, 16, hereby we perceive we the, the love of God because he laid down his love, his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. He laid down his life, or you could say he laid down his love for us. See, that's why we love, because he loved us. Why are we to love one another? I'll tell you why. Because God has demonstrated his love for us. 1 John 4, 9, God sent his only begotten son into the world. Verse 10, he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 14, the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. You see, when God wanted to show his love for us, he looked down from heaven and he could see the only way, the real way, the true way of showing his love so that they wouldn't miss it, is to come down and be among them and lay down his life, pay the price for our sins. That's what, he, that's what he did. Amen. And so God said, I will send them the gift of my only son, uh, the most precious thing I have, and demonstrate my love for them. It says in 1 John 4, 9, in this the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent his only begotten son in the world that we might live through him. I want you to just notice the way in which John describes God's gift. God's gift was his son. The Bible tells us that God is love and that his gift to us was his son. So, what does this all mean? Well, it means this, my friend. I will not leave you held in bondage of sin. I will send you a message about love that you have to understand. And that message was the word made flesh. God sent his son, amen, to prove to us what his love to us was all about. 
He spared not his only son, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, but delivered him up for all of us. Underline that part. He spared not his only son. I want you to think about that today. When you think about loving God and loving one another, it's demonstrated in the way that God loved you and I, the way that God loves the world. My friends today, loving God and loving each other is a natural response to being a child of God. If you say you love God, then your love is manifested towards others. Today, let that be your song. Loving God, loving each other, making this beautiful music with your friends. Loving God and loving each other, and the story never ends. God bless you.